Bibles will be in the book of uh, Genesis uh, chapter 19. Uh, Genesis chapter 19, a pretty familiar piece of scripture. Most of you probably read it multiple times. Uh, Genesis chapter 19, we'll start with verse 12. And when you get to Genesis 19, 12, if you would please stand to pay reverence to the reading of the Word of God if you can this morning. Uh, Genesis 19, 12. Genesis chapter 19, verse 12, the Word of God says this, And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides, son-in-law, and thy sons, and thy daughters, and whatsoever thou hast in the city? Bring them out of this place, for we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord hath sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, Get ye out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid upon his hand, and upon the, wife, the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth, and set him without the city." And it came to pass, when they had brought them forth abroad, that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, O not so, my lord. Behold, now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me, and I die. Behold, now this city is near to, the, to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, and I will not overthrow this city for which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I, for I cannot do anything till thou uh, be come thither. Uh, therefore the name of the city was called Zor. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zor. And the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank You for allowing us to come together here this morning. Lord, I, I thank You for the Scripture that's been inspired on our hearts this week. Lord, I pray uh, that we'd have receptive hearts this morning, that You'd help us uh, being a needy preacher, Lord. We, we pray that You'd help us this morning, that You'd help this uh, uh, congregation, Lord, that You'd help this community, Lord, that You'd help uh, all of us, Lord, that we'd be able to accept Your Word and apply it to our lives. We just ask You to continue to forgive us, Lord, the, of our many shortcomings and our fallings, Lord, to hide us behind the cross, Lord, and uh, use us as a willing vessel. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. You can be uh, seated this morning. Now, I, I usually don't read that much Scripture, and uh, in reality, I really would like to have read most of chapter 19, but uh, we didn't want to for sake of time. I don't want to have to read all morning long. Uh, uh, most of you can skim it and understand uh, what's going on in uh, uh, Genesis chapter 19. Uh, uh, what we really want to focus a little bit of time on is understanding uh, uh, who Lot is. Now, Lot uh, has a lot going for him, and uh, we 
can read into Lot on, on, on the beginning of chapter 19, the very first verse uh, says something about Lot that a lot of people look over. And I've spent some time this week looking at exactly what it means about Lot in chapter 19, verse 1. And it says, And there came two angels to Sodom at evening, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. Now, there is no mention of the gate of a city until Genesis chapter 19, verse 1. Uh, the gate of the city is mentioned a whole lot of times after Genesis 19, verse 1. Uh, uh, but we have to look at a few of them to help us understand what it means to be sitting at the gate. Now, you'll find in Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 18 through 21, <coughs> that the parents were told they had a rebellious son. And they wanted to know what to do with their rebellious son. And they were told to take their rebellious son uh, uh, to the city gates uh, and to present evidence about the son. And at the city gate, <coughs> their son would be judged right there. So we know that this is a place uh, uh, that is central to the, to the community. Uh, the gate is a place that there are judges. Uh, the gate is a place where people that are very high in power sit and take care of business. Uh, if you turn to Ruth chapter four, you'll know that when Boaz uh, becomes the kinsman redeemer, uh, uh, he brings uh, uh, and becomes the kinsman redeemer there at the gate uh, with the elders at the city gate. Uh, uh, so we know the city gate has elders within the city uh, that can determine rule and law. You'll find in 1 Samuel chapter 4 that when priest Eli wanted to know the news of what had happened uh, uh, to the Ark of the Covenant and his sons, uh, he went to the gate of the city city. Now we don't understand that because we don't live in a big walled community with a gate here and there or a main gate to enter our community. We have so to speak open borders where you can literally walk into our country and for the most part we'll give you everything that you want. I'm not trying to preach politics this morning but we don't understand living within high walls and a gate that you are very difficult to get into. In 2 Samuel chapter 8, uh, we sing King David mourning for the son Absalom. And when he's done mourning, he goes where? He goes back and he sits in the wall of the city gate. And the people say, look, King David is back in the city gate. What, what King David symbolizes there is he's went back to the powerful place that he is. He's, he's over mourning for his son and he's sitting back in the city gate. He's back in that place of power. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, it says this, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. With the understanding we have of gates, I'm glad that in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, that Jesus is saying that nothing that Jesus will ever plan, nothing, Jesus, I mean, nothing that Satan will ever orchestrate, nothing that Satan will ever put together will be able to overcome the Christians that are going on today. They're, they're, Satan cannot plan, Satan can't collaborate, Satan can't put together a, a committee big enough of demons or whatever he wants to prevail against us. So now, we understand the popularity and the importance of the city gate. Lot is found sitting at the city gate. So no, no matter what we think, there's lots of ideas of what we think Lot did. Uh, some people think he's a judge. Uh, some people say he's a politician. Uh, you know, I don't really care either way. Everybody agrees that Lot had a very important job in the city of Saul. Now what does that mean? It says that he has a powerful position. 
it says that he has money. And we know that he was wealthy, very wealthy, traveling with Abraham. They had so many shepherds and so much cattle uh, that there wasn't enough room in the vast openness that they were in and that the shepherds were quarreling with each other. And what did Abraham say to Lot? He said, Lot, uh, uh, you pick a direction you'll go and I'll pick a different direction from you. Uh, I'm glad it was Abraham that was called out by God, but Abraham had the, the niceness, uh, Abraham had the... Uh, the, 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 the politeness to say, you pick, Lot. I'm going to give you the pick of where you want to go. And we all know that Lot looked towards the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. I believe that Lot looked at it and seen fame and fortune. Uh, uh, he's seen uh, uh, lots of wonderful things, a big commotion over there. Uh, a lot of people look at big cities. Uh, they'll move into a big city. That's where they can make money. Uh, uh, they can rub elbows with important people. Uh, and no doubt that when Lot looked towards Sodom and Gomorrah, that's what he had in his mind. And he made his trek on. Now if you back up and read, before chapter 19 in Genesis, you'll find that when he went into Sodom that he was captured. The kings overthrew that area. They took him as prisoner. Abraham rose up, went in and whipped everybody's tail, delivered Lot out of it one time. And now we're back in another predicament. A very powerful man. I no doubt believe that when Abraham went in and kicked everybody's tail with his bandits there, that everybody looked at Lot and said, this guy right here has got some powerful people in his family. Yes, sir. Uh, he's got Abraham. This guy that is wandering around in the, in the desert, wandering around in the wilderness with all this cattle, wealthy beyond anything we can imagine. Uh, I believe they might have appointed Lot to something important. He had money, power, assets. He, he had a fruitful young family. He had a nice home. Uh, these are the things that Lot had. He had all he could eat. Right. Nice position. I believe he was looked up to. In the city. Now that helps us understand how Lot was living in Sodom. Right. Now, Lot was living in Sodom the good life. I, politician, judge, he was looked up to, very powerful. He was sitting in the city gate in a place that was looked at as being a, a powerful place to sit. And we see here in, 19 verse, in chapter 19, verse 15, something happens. Now Lot is living the good life. If two of his daughters are engaged or married, whatever you want to uh, try to understand from Scripture there. But we see in 15, something happens. And when the morning arose, when the angels hastened Lot, now the angels came to Lot and told him that the city of Sodom would be destroyed. It says you need to get out. You need to go talk to your sons-in-law. You need to go talk to your family. You need to tell everybody they need to get out of the city. Lot went to his sons-in-law, he told them, they kind of made a mockery of him, they, they thought he was foolish. Uh, hey, if we go to anybody today in a, in, a, in a sinful city or something like that, we tell them, hey, uh, this city's about to be destroyed, they'd probably look at you like you're crazy. Uh, uh, they had the worldly thought process going on, uh, Lot's two sons-in-law, but he went and told them, uh, and then he went back to his family. And what did the angels do here in 15? Uh, it says that they, when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot. Now, I, I, I don't understand. Uh, when, I, when I was reading this and looking at it, it says that they hastened Lot. Now, what that really means is that they were uh, pushing him along. They're saying, Lot, you need to hurry. Uh, I start thinking about uh, trying to get to church on time on Sunday mornings. Uh, I, I get up. We woke up late the last two Sunday mornings. 
mornings and I ain't picking up my wife. I know that we both woke up late. I didn't set no alarm. And to try to get everybody out the door on time, I have to get loud sometimes. I have to keep asking, asking my wife, what, what can I do? What's next? Can I, can I get the shoes on the boy? Hey, sometimes if I wake up early, I'll, I'll study some. I'll, I'll do some other things. But hey, we wake up later. You're going to have to put your makeup on on the way to church. We're going to have to worry about this later. We try to be on time when we come to the house of God. That's just me. We was late last Sunday. and We showed up this morning. I guess it's on time, but we want to be in a hurry when we're running behind. That's right. I find coming to the house of God important. I, I find being punctual important. You know, being on time for something is something that we need to be. When, when something is told to you, you need to do it, you need to do it. Yes, sir. I find that out when my wife asked me to change the washing machine or laundry to the dryer, and I say, I'll do it in a minute. I don't know about y'all, but 30 minutes later, I done forgot yep. what she said. And what happens? The boy in a china shop, she comes in there, she's mad. She'll go in there, she'll stomp around. That's fine, she knows she doesn't. She'll start moving the laundry around. She'll be folding clothes. She'll be doing, she's laughing. She knows what's going on in our house. I, I'm told what to do because she's the boss for the most part. But then I don't do it. On, now, the angels told Lot what was going to happen. Yeah. And I knew in the house what was going to happen if I didn't move that laundry. I was going to have a mad wife. I was going to have some kids running around crazy because my wife done went to the bedroom, shut the door, said, you take care of the kids. Now I got to take care of all these horrible things start happening with the screaming youngins and, and crying because Leela, uh, she'll just stand at the door and scream for her mama for an hour if you let her. Uh, but we understand the, the, the things that can happen from that. We understand that if we got ball tires on our car, uh, we better go to the tire store to get some tires before we have an accident with it. We understand when things start going wrong that we have to fix them. A lot, no doubt, saw the wickedness in the city of Sodom. Hey, when the men came in and said, well, uh, we're just going to talk on the streets all night. He said, no, you need to come in the house. Uh, there's crazy people in this city. Uh, you come on in the house. Uh, we're going to feed you. We're going to put you in a bed. We're going to take care of you. And we know that when the people saw that there was men in this house, uh, that they lined up at the door wanting to, wanting to know them physically, wanting to, to sleep with those men. The wickedness that was going on in that city was, was vile, was horrible. And Lot knew it. But Lot tried to hide it with these men, trying to be nice, bring him into his home. Then they told him to leave. And I'm just so caught up in them having to, what? To hasten him, to hurry him. Why did they have to tell him? Did he fall asleep? Was he sitting down in a chair in his living room? I mean, what's wrong with Lot? Uh, the city is going to be destroyed. Uh, now, I don't understand if he really knows that they are angelic beings. Uh, they've already blinded the men outside the door at this point, so they, they sort of know that there's some magical, some, some spiritual, some powerful things going on with these men. Hey, God has sent us to destroy this city, but he sits down. He's sleeping. He has to be hurried. Well, I don't understand that. We, we know that something is going on in Lot's mind. In chapter 19 at the beginning of verse 16, and it continues on. I want you to understand it says, He hastened Lot, saying in verse 15, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. In verse 16, we see it continuing. It says, And while he lingered, who in their right mind standing in a house on fire is going to stay in the house? You're standing in a house on fire, you want to get out. Yes, sir. 
you're standing in a place that's going to be overthrown, you want to get out of it, okay? Lot here is now two different occasions, and we ain't got to the rest of them. That he had to be hurried, he had to be hastened. Lot, hurry up now, get up, get out of your chair, let's get out of the city. And then he lingered. He's, he's still stuck on something. There's something about Sodom that's wanting to stay there, okay? Why? Power? Why? Money? Why? A politician? Why? Because of all the people that looked up to him? What was it? Was it something that made him feel good? about himself. He was hung up on something so hard that when he was told by God's messengers to get out, they had to hurry him, and what did they do? He was found lingering. I don't understand sometimes what was going through Lot's mind. Now we don't live like Lot's living. We don't understand what Lot's going through. But he was holding on to a sinful lifestyle. He he enjoyed it. He was hoping. Now, I want y'all to realize this is what a lot of y'all do. We, we, we know what's wrong, and we know what's right. That's right. Lot knew that the whole city of Sodom was horrible. Yep. And it would say if you find 50, it goes down, you find 25, you find 10, you find this many. Abraham's uh, bargaining with God because there is no righteous in Sodom. It's a horrible place. But Lot knew the sinful place that he was in. And I believe, that, I believe that in the back of Lot's mind, he said that if I'll, uh, if I'll just stick it out, this will blow over. Yep. He said that if I'll, uh, if I'll hunker down in my home and I'll, I'll keep my family close by, this will be over with. Yep. Uh, how many of you think you can sit back and continue to live in that sinful life and be surrounded by sin, be surrounded by horrible things that are going on, having your family exposed to the horribleness that's all around you, and you think it's going to blow over. I'd like to think that's what Lot thought. If I wait, it'll be over in a day. These, these guys will be out of my house. Everything will be gone. Your sinful lifestyle, no matter how long you wait, God is not going to change His mind. And you're not going to be able to sit long enough in your home uh, covered up in sin, uh, uh, being a drunkard, uh, uh, living in sin, with sexual sin, with greed, uh, with backbiting. You're not going to be able to sit at home and God forget what you're doing. You can't escape it. A lot of us have been preaching that the world is coming to an end. The world is coming to an end. And so many of us sit back and they think that they have time to ask God for forgiveness before it happens. I I believe Lot was sitting there in his home and he says, Well, if God overthrows this city, I'm kin to Abraham. He saved me last time. Uh, He might save me again. All these people adore me. They put me at the city gates. Uh, I have all this wealth. Uh, I can overcome anything that happens in this city. Uh, How many of us think we can defeat the world? We can't. How many of us think we can do good without God? We can't. We've been preached and taught our life is but a vapor, it says in the Bible. Oh, we're here to get on the next. We, we think that we have power over certain things. We've been told that the trumpet is going to sound, yes, sir. that the sky is going to split open, yes. and He's going to call His children home, and we think that we've got time before then to ask for forgiveness. It's, you know, it's with a twinkling of an eye that's going to happen. The twinkling of an eye. It was just a moment there that Sodom was there, and there was a moment there that Sodom was not there. Right. Gomorrah was destroyed. 
Lots of things happened there on that plane. It says the whole plane was wiped out. God took care of business. And Lot was poking around, goofing off, and not getting a move on in a place that he should have been. I believe he had deep roots. He didn't want to leave. I think he thought that Sodom was bigger than God. He thought that that city could give him more than God could ever give him. So many times we get hung up in the world and we think that the world can give us more than God can give us. Now physically, that's true. I can amount riches, I can amount whatever. I can amount all kinds of things in this world, but they'll never amount to what God can give me. It says in 16, And while he lingered, the next part says, The men laid hold upon his hand. And boy, I really stopped there studying that this week. The men laid upon his hand. Now, what you need to realize happened a lot, what needs to happen to a lot of you. The men laid upon his hand, upon his hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto them. And they brought him forth and set him without the city. Now, I want you all to realize when I get on to my son, Jack Stone, or I get on to my little girl, Leela Stone, and I tell them I'm about to take them outside, and I'm about to wear their rear end out. Now, I don't care. I whoop my kids. They, sometimes they deserve it. My wife deserves it. I deserve it. We, we need some whooping sometimes around the house. And I look at my kids and I say, we about to go outside. Guess what they don't like? They don't like that. <laughs> they say, we're just going to go outside. We're just going to show you a way that you're going to understand how you're going to act. You ain't going to act like a fool. You ain't going to scream and holler. You ain't going to run all over the church. We had that discussion on the way to church somewhere. We had that discussion before we got out of the car this morning. He said, we ain't going to run around the church. What did they do? They run around the church this morning. And Jack's got to sit back there for the rest of the service and think about what daddy's going to get, get after me for. Am I going to lose my game? Am I going to have to get a whooping when church is over with? The same way Lot right here, uh, uh, he's been told by God what he's supposed to do. He's lingered. He's waiting. That makes me even more mad when I tell them, that, hey, let's go ahead and go out here, and they just look at me like I'm stupid. Now, I'm, I'm comparing my son to me because that's my child, but I want you to understand you are the child of God. You have the royal blood running through your veins. If you've been saved today, God's told you what to do in so many ways. He expects you to jump when He says jump, and you better ask how high. Now, my children there, I don't have as much respect as I should sometimes. But when I look at my child, eventually I'm going to get to him, and I'm going to drag his rear end out of the church. I'm going to drag his rear end into the bedroom. Now, that's what had to happen a lot. Lot was lingering. Lot was telling to hurry up. And what happens next? It says, and they laid upon his hand. And they grabbed his hand, they grabbed his wife's hand, they grabbed his two daughters' hand, and they took them out of the city. Now what does that mean? They grabbed them and they drugged them out. <laughs> Do y'all realize what it had to take to get Lot out of Sodom? It took an act of Congress. My goodness, they had to go grab them physically by the hand. They couldn't put a sign up. They couldn't just come tell them. We've been told for years that the world's going to end. We've been told for years that Jesus loves us. We've been told for years to believe and repent and trust in the Lord. And we wait and we wait and we wait. But I want you to know something this morning. God is not going to send a messenger to you to grab you by the hand. He was dragged out of the city of Sodom. 
God ain't going to drag you up here to this, to this altar. God ain't going to drag you down to a state that you have to repent. God is not going to make you do anything. He's going to tell you what you need to do. He's going to have people show you what you need to do. You're going to know what you've got to do, and He ain't going to make you. So many of us are waiting on an angel to come down and grab us by the hand and show us exactly what we've got to do. There ain't too many places in Scripture, I don't know if there is any, where somebody, an angel physically came down, grabbed somebody by the hand, pulled them out of a city to save their life. I ain't found it. Right. You might know of one when we're done, but I, ain't, I can't think of one. Okay, they don't want to go, even though they didn't know what was going on, they're just like kids. Sometimes we've got to snatch them up. So they were pulled out of the city. Many will pretend everything's good to their last breath. Right. I think Lot was pretending. How many of us pretend everything's all right? How many of us pretend everything's okay? Everything in life is fine, and you'll never change your lifestyle to please God. We think that. Now, so there's something about Lot that I found in 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 7-8. through 8. It says this, And delivered just Lot, Vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. Now what that pretty much says very simplistically, I wanted to read both verses. Peter writes that Lot was a righteous man. Now if we back up and look in Sodom, it doesn't sound righteous. He's sitting in the city gates, maybe being a politician, he's... He's having to be hurried. Uh, he's having to be, you know, hurry up. He's lingering. The, the angels literally have to grab him by the hand and pull him out of the city to save his life. And, and Peter writes that he's a righteous man. No doubt. I believe Lot was a righteous man because the Bible says he was. Yep. So what does that mean? It means that no matter how good you are, we've all got our Sodoms. That's right. We've all got our sinful ways. We've all got things that we linger with, that we stay with. We've got those old sin habits that we carry on with us. We'll have them for years and years. We'll talk bad about people when we know that we should stop talking bad about them. We'll backbite. We'll gossip. We'll have sexual impurity. We'll have all these different problems over and over and over again. And you know you're wrong. Yeah. Lot knew he was wrong. He was a righteous man in the city of Sodom. You not realize that he knew the bad things going on in that town and he stayed. He held on to them as tight as he could. Now in the rest of this scripture, started with 17, it came to pass when they had brought him forth abroad that he has said, Escape for thy life, look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, Oh, not so, my Lord. <laughs> now, a righteous man, this dumb man pulled out of the city by his hand. Yeah. And they said, you need to escape to the mountains because the whole plain is going to be wiped out. Yeah. Everything is going to be consumed. The grass is going to die. The trees are going to die. The animals are going to die. And what did Lot say? Oh, no, I don't think so. It's a little difficult to get up that old hillside. That's what he said. 
He said, I cannot escape to the mountain. In the, verse 19, Behold, now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life, and I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me in and I die. I take it back. I think Lot was a politician. <laughs> he wanted everything to go good for him. He said, let's not go up on the mountainside. Y'all been so good to me. Y'all have uh, saved my life. Y'all just such good fellas. And I know you had to grab me by the hand and lead my whole family out. But uh, if I go up in mountains, I'm going to die. I, I, <laughs> we, we know that Lot knows something's up. I mean, obviously, he understands who these people are. Yeah. Behold now, verse 20, this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, angels, understand. I'm not going to go up to the mountainside because I could die up there, but I see in the distance a city, yeah. and it's little. We grab on to the little thing sometimes. Oh, oh, Lot, he tried to look at that city, and I, I think he might have been dwelling in Atlanta, and he seen a little old town of Wadawi. <laughs> he said, I see a little town right over yonder. Makes me feel good. I see a little bit of two-story, three-story. I see, I see a community over there. I see people. I see a, an opportunity for me to do well again if you let me go over there, Lord. And what did he say? See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing, that I will not overthrow this city for which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become, become thither. Therefore the name of the city was called Zor. And the sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zor. And what does it say in verse 24? And the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of the heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. Everything was consumed exactly the way Lot was told it was going to happen. And I, I think that Lot was in this city and once again thinking everything was okay. Yeah. He, he moved his sin from one sinful thing to the next sinful thing. Yeah. I'm guilty of that. Amen. I say, Lord, I'm going to stop doing this. Then I find something else to linger with. Yeah. Right, Lord, I'm, I'm going to give up this, this thing in my life, but next thing I know, I'm over here doing this thing. Yeah. That I know is not acceptable to God. How many times do we keep, uh, we've escaped Sodom, but we take Sodom with us? We escape our sin, but we keep the sin with us. We keep falling back to it. We keep finding a, a peace, comfort. We, we find all these things going on in our lives, and we grab hold of them. Let me stay in the same thing, God. In verse 26, But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Yeah. Lot was mentally looking back. Yeah. Lot was thinking of, all that he could do, all the, all the power that he had, all the things that he had accomplished in Sodom. How he was respected. He lingered, he waited, he had to be hurried, he had to be drugged out of the city. He didn't look back. We don't hear anything from his wife. But his wife did something that we shouldn't do. In Luke 9, 62, And Jesus said unto them, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Now, when you put your hand to the plow, the only way you're going to keep a row straight is you have to look forward. That's right. You can't plow a row straight and be looking to the left. You ever been driving down the interstate and a big truck pull up next to you and you look at the big truck? You immediately start to go towards the truck. I don't know. Don't try it. But I've noticed that I look and I start to veer over towards them. If 
I look to the right, I get out of the middle lane. And when you're driving a vehicle, you have to look straight. And when you're driving, you're plowing, you're doing anything, if you want to stay straight, you have to look ahead. If you want good things to happen in your life, you don't need to worry about what you did yesterday or 10 years ago or 20 years ago. You don't have to worry about what's behind you. Jesus is worried about what's in front of you. And today, when she looked back, she became a pillar of salt because she chose to look back one last time the way she told not to do it. She was told not to look back. She chose herself. So many of us today have put our hand to the plows, it says in Luke 9.62. We're working for the Lord. We are unfit for the kingdom of God if we're focused on what's behind us. It's not going to work, church. Don't worry about what the church did 10 years ago. Don't worry about what the church did 30 years ago, 50 years ago. Hey, don't worry about what you've been doing for the last 10 years. Worry about what you're going to do the next 10 to 20 to 30 years. Worry about how the church is going to become a, a beacon to this community for the next 10, 15 to 30 years. Worry about how we as God's people can show this, this world the light of Jesus Christ. You know, Lot preferred the city. We know he did because he escaped to another one. You may prefer sin, and a lot of us do. A sin, we're told, you'll find joy and comfort in it for a little while. We'll find, you know, what, what really kept him there? What kept Lot in Sodom? And what's keeping you in Sodom? What's keeping you in your sinful ways is the same thing that kept Lot. Comfort. What we're used to. We are creatures of habit. We get hung up on something and we'll stay on it. Are you in the place of doing things that builds up God's kingdom? That's not where Lot was. Lot was somewhere else. But are you in the place that God can use you? As they get a a verse of some song ready this morning. Are you holding on to wickedness? Are you holding on to sin because it brings you comfort? Are you holding on to sin because it brings you peace? Are you holding on to all the things around you thinking that you've got it whooped? Thinking that God will eventually forget? He'll forget about that life that you're living? Uh, You think that you can live under the radar long enough that it ain't going to pop back up on God's radar? If you think that you can continue to live a life that is covered in sin, a lifestyle choice that is not acceptable to God, and continue going, there's so many people that think they're flying under God's radar. Well, God don't know I'm doing this. I ain't been punished yet. Lot would have stayed in that city. You know what would have happened? God killed him. Yes, sir. And the sad part is that Lot would have chose death before he would have chose leaving. What kind of life are you living today? What kind of choices are you making following God today? Today, you need to let go of your comfort. You need to let go of your peace. You need to let go of the foolishness that you're dealing with. And you need to seek God. Can we do that today? Lot had to be dragged. <laughs> he had to be forced. Today, God ain't going to force you to do nothing. He's done give you all the signs. He's gave you all the words. He's gave you all the understanding, the wisdom. You know if you need to escape Sodom. That's right. And you do. Sodom's unfit for anybody. Everybody died in Sodom and Gomorrah. There came down brimstone and fire, and it destroyed the city, destroyed the plains, destroyed the animals. Everything was destroyed. Yeah. This same thing's going to happen to this world out here. That's right. 
I don't know when it's going to happen. I hope it's not tomorrow. I hope it's not, you know, in 100 years. I hope it's not anytime soon. I want my children to grow up. I want to see grandchildren grow up. I, I want to see them accept Christ. But we have to realize and understand that if you are living in Sodom, if you are living in sin, you need to escape it. That's right. You need to get out of it. And we 